You'll always be shit, Tottenham Hotspur, you'll always be shit. Welcome to the 169th edition of the Guna Podcast. This is your host Kevin Witcher and we are recording this on the Tuesday evening after Arsenal's home win against Huddersfield, two evenings before the team faced Carabag in their final group match of the Europa League. Before I continue, just to explain that there was no podcast in November because we could not raise enough individuals from our pool of regular and sometime panellists to record the podcast. Always available. We did consider inviting guests on Twitter, but in the end, yours truly was simply grateful to use the extra time allowed by postponing it on other matters. On to some very brief panel intros this month, with my thanks that you could all make it. First up, currently treading the boards with his new band, Ridiculous, and he might want to plug his next gig, which I believe is imminent. Drinking alcohol-free beer, it's the one and only Mr. Emmanuel Mustafa Goldstein. Hello! And you're not going to plug your show? I'll plug my show 15th of December this Saturday. Well, actually, will, will this go out in time? Yes, just about. It will. Yes, this Saturday. And uh, there is a Tottenham Hotspur player on, uh, supporter on drums, John Moss, of Cult, formerly of Culture Club. And also Aaron Baron Cohen, the brother of Sasha Baron Cohen on Excellent. keyboard. So all star cast at Pentameters in Hampstead. It's only a tenner. Sounds... Which in footballing terms is pretty, you know... Sounds like a super group. <laughs> a super group. 8pm, the 15th of December, Pentameters uh, Theatre. Who was it? Uh, Blind Faith, Mark Two. Yeah. Um, right, next, I'm nursing a bottle of red wine. And as I sit next to this individual at home matches, enjoying the season somewhat more than last, it's the man behind the Highbury Spy column, Mr Steve Ashford. She club no fans. And to finish, an occasional but always welcome guest. He hasn't paid to watch Arsenal for over 40 years. Ooh. Although in that time he's witnessed hundreds of their matches. That's because he is the man <laughs> behind the offside photo agency with almost 10,000 uh, Instagram followers, I believe, and an award winning photographer drinking aloe vera juice this evening. He's not turned green yet. Welcome, Mr. Mark Leach. Good evening. Rightio. So, as we've had two months worth since our last podcast, one thing which has not changed since our last recording is that um, Arsenal remain undefeated in all competitions last recorded after they'd just beaten Fulham 5-1 at Craven Craven Cottage Um, now significantly since the defeat at Chelsea in the second match of the season Arsenal have not lost in nine away matches in the Premier League and Europe and it was away from home where last season things weren't so great so is it new players a new mental toughness or new tactics that are responsible for this change any thoughts it's, it's a mixture of all three I would say um, particularly the manager and that's the catalyst for our improved form and the, the better results we're getting um, but alongside that it's new players Torreira Ganduzi have been magnificent the tactics have been great I mean when was the last time we saw two substitutions at half time in consecutive weeks yeah. under the previous manager Never. Um, everything is better this season. I can't tell you how much better everything is. And the, the great thing is, as well, is that the Arsenal fans now do appear to be united. There's no factions anymore. Every, everyone 
whether or not they were AKB or they nodded Wenger out, they're all united behind Emery, and I think that's great, brilliant, fantastic. Mark, does it feel any different to you from where you actually... I mean, because you can hear the players talking. Well, if I just go back, the last game I was at was the, the Tottenham game, and, well, I've sat at matches, probably not the North London derby, but I've sat at matches, and there seems to be some kind of ventilation system behind the players' tunnel there, and you can hear that in some matches just whirring away. That's how depressing it is. And as you say, people don't want to go because of the aggro between each other in the home support, but... The, the match on the other Sunday against Spurs I spent a lot of it when the players at the other end photographing the fans because I've not seen anything like it you don't usually turn around and go wow look at these Arsenal fans they were either cheering like mad or they were just hanging on looking tense they were standing no stewards telling them to sit down it looked like a proper football ground and I, I, I mean there are people who still too soon for me to think oh you know Wenger did well I thought after that game Arsene Wenger's definitely left the building this place feels so different mm-hmm. even from the nearly 12 months before we beat them 2-0 on the league but that was a, a one off and I've tried to work a few less Sundays and my boys got into Arsenal now and from January from the Forest Cup defeat how many Sunday dinners were ruined my wife saying well why do you watch it then because me and him were just in foul moods all Sunday afternoon and just this year, as you say, the away games even working. Mm. Been fantastic. A bit worried about Sunday, though, with the only centre-half. Well, we'll get on to uh, yeah. Southampton soon enough, I'm sure. Um, I mean, obviously the atmosphere at the Spurs game was notched up a ratch or two. Um, do you think that's a one-off, or do you think that's the shape of things to come? Well, as Steve said, you know, the fact that uh, Emery is prepared to make substitution when required and, and, and you know, it's, it's odd that we've had so many games where we've been pretty poor in the first half, but he does something. Whereas we're, if that had been, I've, I've told myself time and time again over these games, you know, if Wenger was in charge, we wouldn't have won that game or we wouldn't have got the point that we did when we drew. And, you know, he's, he, he, he's just... He's just galvanising the team and he's galvanising the atmosphere. You know, you just asked about the atmosphere. Him running up and down the touchline, punching the head, shapes and... Yeah. It, I mean, it's like a 12th like player. When did know. we ever see an Arsenal manager G-ing the crowd up? I know. His hands really like, Come getting on, into it. You know, he's like a fa- he is well, like was a fan. Was yeah. he actually <laughs> G-ing up the yeah, crowd? Like, yes, of course, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. And he's too focused on the games. And it's not just goals making the crowd wake up. It's winning tackles. Yes. There's a few that Torreira won about four in one period of play against Deli Alley somehow. Four mm. tackles. That sets the crowd up. It's not yeah. just thirty yard goals. They're just there and they, they do know what's going on. And yeah. somebody getting stuck in and winning the ball in midfield is that's wonderful. Well he's almost like Simeone in the sense that, you know, we remember we were talking about, oh, I wish we could have Simeone or someone like that. Yeah. And, it's, and the weird thing is, you know, in his interviews, you can't understand a word. He's saying, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he's, whatever he's got, he's got a magic hat as far as I'm concerned. Just for now, just getting, and look, who would have thought we're level points with Chelsea? You know, we went third for a couple of hours the other day, um, you know, and... We'd have settled for that at the beginning of the season, yeah. wouldn't we? And beating Tottenham and drawing at Manu. I, I, you know, I, well, I would have settled for the four points out of those two <coughs> games. Well, we eight points off the top at this stage of the season. Well, exactly. We're, we're actually yeah. still in touching. Well, yeah. You're touching actually looking at the top. top. Yeah. You're yeah. actually yeah. looking up yeah. how far we are yeah. off the top. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's but, already. But what do you say about Emery? I, I'm going to regret it when he speaks 
perfect English. I like his Peter Butterworth from Carry On Abroad, <laughs> hotel manager, English. I'm loving that. Oh, I love yeah. it. I don't yeah. care. Do, do you think, because we may love it, I don't know, but he won't answer a question. He, he, he has his answer, and it doesn't matter what the question is. Yeah. He will give his answer. Do you think that's deliberate, or he just... No, he's not understanding, <laughs> so he's going to say, this is what it was. No, that's what you do when you've got poor English and you're on live television. I mean, I, I was once on a German TV show, right, and I was a guest on a thing, and my German wasn't really good enough, and they refused to ask them, can you ask me in English and then translate it? And this woman was like, that's not how we do it here. So, and it, you, you're put in a corner where they ask you something, you don't understand it. You've got to come out with something, right. and his English just isn't good enough yet, you know. It's funny, though. He's watching Pe- Peaky yeah. Blinders, apparently, <laughs> yes. to better his English, which I don't know if that's the best choice. <laughs> I know. It's funny, though, because he does use big words. I, th- I think I heard him say reconcile and pessimist the other day his vocabulary is expanding but sometimes they're easiest ones to translate but even I know this saying something in a language which you've learned is different Mm. from understanding Mm. someone else Mm. asking a question in a language Um, I must admit it, it would be nice to see him have a little laugh and a joke in a press conference but I think that'll come well Wenger was a chart was charming you know, Wenger was a charming. He was good with the press, and he, you know, he, he knew how to handle. Like, he was intelligent. He was clever, and he, uh, Emery's in, probably very intelligent, and clever. But he's got a good footballing mind. Obviously, he knows what he's doing mm. because just the results and the way he's g'd, g'd everyone up. You mm. know, he's exactly what we need. I mean, we're just. I, I'm in heaven about it. Well, I am as well. Yeah. No, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't want the media-friendly guy. I just think it's a contractual obligation. You have to speak to him. He looks like just. You know, he's probably making out his English is worse than his get this over with I love I want to be with my players I don't really want to talk yeah, to you yeah. but it comes to the job fine and if that's how he rolls that's I've got no problem with that he does look a bit like Rigsby sometimes he's got a bit of Leonard Rossiter about him uh, well, again not a bad thing call him Rigsby do they yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, interesting yeah. I didn't realise yeah. that yeah. yeah we can make that joke they I can call him yeah. Rigsby you can't that's Rigsby so obviously before the Spurs derby came the news that Meza Ozil had a back spasm or a backache, according to Emery in the post-match press conference. Um, do we buy that? First of all, I mean, you know, people do get injuries. He's always having a back injury, though. Isn't yeah, well, that's it. Well, it's not. It's sometimes sometimes he's, he's, he's ill. As well. yeah. Sometimes he's ill. Yeah. Wasn't there something about it was in his contract with Wenger that he was allowed to have a little winter break or something? Well, he, he was always seemed to miss a game around December. Yeah, it gets a bit cold and he doesn't fancy it. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. And, and possibly the reason we're doing so well in these away games is that Urza hasn't played in eight, hardly any of them. Well, I mean, that, the next question is can he be part of an Unai Emery team? Oh, God. I think Do you, can you, yeah. can, would Emery build a team around a flair player who. Perhaps is not willing to do the dirty work. Probably not. I I was watching the. Yeah, often going to say, got my eyes through a telephoto lens quite often, a narrow window. But you kind of just step out there for a second, refresh yourself, hope nothing happens. Spurs had the ball going away from me, centre, and I saw. I can't pronounce the name. Obamayang. 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 And he just suddenly started sprinting. I thought, what's happened? And he just decided to run 40 metres to close down Eric Dyer and send him back towards Lloris. I'm thinking, off that left flank where Ozil would have been. And I'm thinking, wow, why why do I remember that from that whole day? But I'm thinking, that's that's what we're getting. Who would Ozil replace out of that side? 
and you wouldn't have got that. You wouldn't have got that. Well, the other thing you is, if, made out of if, you're, if you're paying five five at the back, you're immediately taking away an attacking player. Mm. So there's an argument to say that if you're doing that, you know, in theory, you've got one less guy. Yeah, true. To press up front, who are you going to sacrifice? Well, I'd sacrifice a Wobie because he's end product. So you would put Ozil in front of the Wobie? Not every match. But in, in, in the matches like Saturday against Huddersfield, when we were crying out for a bit of creativity, and I know all, all the good points we mentioned earlier, we, we do suffer from a little bit of cre- creativity um, lack when Ozil doesn't play. Especially when do, we you, do you think so? Didn't we ch- create a lot of chances Not against really. Spurs? We did, but, that, we but, did. But, but they weren't parking the bus. Was Awobi was taken off, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. It wasn't oh, quite not, it wasn't quite working with Awobi. He was no. he was sort of fine being found out, wasn't he? So and that's the difference. See, Emery uh, saw that and said, right, I'm changing yeah. it. Wenger would have gone another twenty minutes and uh, Tottenham would have gone three one up, wouldn't uh, they? Yeah. Absolutely. But but Iwobi's end product is just not good enough. He's he's the first player that's got to be replaced in the in the in the January window. Wow. And whether that's with someone else or whether Ozil comes back in the team. But he, he loses the ball, and we can see Goldsmith when he does. And he, the end product is just. Not but there's, there. there is a perception that his game has improved. Probably has. You know the Bournemouth game. I was watching my boy on TV, and they're saying, "Hang on, hang on, Arsenal going to go in one nil up. We're going to be leading at half time." And oh, no, I said, "Unless Awobi gives the ball away now, in their penalty area, in Bournemouth's penalty oh, area, no. oh. bang, 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 oh, no. one all." And, I didn't even get annoyed. I thought, oh, I know where I am with this. It's, uh, it's yeah, us drawing yeah. or losing. So, do you, do you think yeah. you think maybe Iwobi <coughs> has been too influenced by his years under Wenger and mm. his careless imposition, Possibly. possession? Sorry. Possibly. I was screaming at him on Saturday in injury time. Mm. We were one up, seven minutes of injury time. Mm. We're on a break. They've got a lot of players up front, and he tries his fancy footwork, loses possession. They pump a long ball up front and put us under pressure. Mm. I was screaming at him. You know, that's not the first time either. Well, Awobi look, Awobi has really good games, and sometimes it's like you love him, but sometimes he's got this thing where I've got the ball, I've got the ball, you know, and he's thinking and hesitating, and he's not just going right, five feet, boom, boom, boom. You know, a good player will just do instinctively do the right thing straight away, and I think he he, he is a good player, and but, I, but I he needs that out of it. He needs to be coached. Basti's the the Premier League, the intensity of it. If a player gets on that ball and he's still on it and he hasn't advanced in five seconds. It's too long. Yeah. It's too long. It's already too late. As soon as yeah. you're thinking about it, it's yeah, too yeah. late. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's yeah, let's absolutely. go back to the Ozil dilemma. Mm. Um, now let's just picture this scenario. Ozil becomes a second stringer. He's on the bench for Premier League games. He's playing in the <laughs> cup games. He's got his pride. Okay, but he doesn't have to play first team football for his international career. And he's on pretty good money, whether he spends it on laughing gas or whatever else, we don't know. But, you know, he's certainly comfortable. Allegedly. Um, well, he was in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a picture. the rest of the papers ran with it. So I think is he married? Is he married, Kev? I believe he may have some romantic interest, whether or not it's committed. Interests. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, my question to you is this. Do we think his pride will allow him to be a reserve for the next two and a half seasons? No, of course not. Right. No, no. I mean, he's, look, he's, he considers himself a world-class player, which he, you know, he is when he's when he's turning it on. 
Um, but unfortunately, he he tends to be a passenger quite often, and you know. Uh, and even someone like Dennis Bergkamp wasn't famed for his heading ability or stuff, but he did get stuck in, and he did have that. You know, he 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 held himself. He knew how to handle himself. Do you know what I mean? Too right. He left yeah. a foot in on a number of occasions. Oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of players have turned around. So he's he's one of the nastiest players to play. Against. Yeah, I mean, he was niggly. You know, he got an elbow in. He just you know he did what it took. So so yeah, that, there's no comparison. But no. you're saying with Özil's pride allowing. Ozil's pride won't allow him to be sub at the moment. So, how do you get him to play in the League Cup? I mean, big game, home to Spurs. Well, he's it, contractually obliged to. Yeah. It's whether or not he will perform when he does. So, if he doesn't play, if he refuses to play, he'll get fined, he won't get his wages. And Emery will drop him like a stone. Emery's already proven that, that he's not, he's not carrying passengers here. And he's not afraid to say, like, you're, everyone to Emery is on a level pegging and there's no superstars you know and there's no sucking up to them well Urza uh, was on the bench against Bournemouth okay our next game was away in Ukraine I expected that the starting 11 in Ukraine would not feature anyone who was going to play in the North London derby and mm. I didn't think it'd be anybody who played against Bournemouth I was wrong Holding because played. Holding played Ramsey was sub wasn't he oh, yeah Ramsey he was Ramsey, sub yeah. 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 Played. Yeah, yeah, Ramsey. actually Ramsey started yeah, yeah sorry yeah, Ramsey, Ramsey started. So he was, he was sub about against Bournemouth getting injured, but. but I mean the long and short of it is I have a theory that as it was supposed to travel to Kiev mm-hmm. pulled this back spasm story declared himself fit for the derby and uh, Emery said, "No, you don't choose your games." No. Yeah, no. rightly so. so well, it's just a theory. Yeah. But what I was yeah. thinking was the, the Leicester game. He he had a he had a blinder. Uh, he scored that goal mm. before half time, mm. and then ran the show in the second half, which just came out of nowhere that performance. And they interviewed Schmeichel after the game, and they said, "Well, you know, there's a great display from Merzel, and he just turned out if you're going to give him that much room." Right. And he so he wasn't even saying yeah he's a great player, what can we do? He, he was just saying somebody didn't pick him up, mm. and maybe that's right because I watched Leicester against Spurs. They were wide open. Yeah. They mm. do yet let you play Leicester. They, mm. They're missing players, but that Urzel performance, yeah, maybe you think well, a team like I, as you say, no, the, the Huddersfield game would have been mm. perfect for him. You'd have thought. Mm. Mm. The thing with Urzel is, I mean, he he's a bit of a luxury player, isn't he? I mean, he's you know against something like Huddersfield, exactly. Yeah. He'll, he'll outshine people, and if, if people don't get stuck into him, give him a hard time. So there is a lightweight side to him, and there is a kind of you know he's a sort of delicate artist, isn't he? Um, do we want that? Does Emery want that in his side? See, and I think Emery will say, "Look, if you want to play for this side, you've got to earn your place. Mm. I don't care if you're Mesut Özil. Mm. You know, everyone's got to earn their place. So you're, you're playing against Carabag or whatever. Prove to me, prove to me that you're very the guy, interesting yeah. to see who does play. Well, Wolves was the same. We couldn't break them down either, could we? Mm. Just could not break Wolves down. I mean, what, what sort of team do we think? I mean, there's talk about Koscielny playing. I mean, obviously." Uh, the Carabag game I mean the only thing to lose is our unbeaten run in that yeah. respect I don't want to lose that then. well I don't I don't know how obsessed Emery is about it because he might just consider it an opportunity especially as we've got Spurs in the League Cup yeah. the following midweek um, I, would, I would how many kids do you think we're going I'd to play all of them I'd play all kids and Koscielny right so basically, Cushel, basically the team that went to Portsmouth yeah. the, the night before we were at Man U yeah. and played the under-21 game. I'd play the team that played at 
Um, Vorts, Vorska, Vorska, the, the previous game in Ukraine. Vorska. I played the but no, but that, that did have quite a know, few senior squad players. That had Ramsey in it and Holdy in it and a few other squad players, but we were picking a team in the pub after the game on Saturday hmm. and you can quite easily pick an 11 against Carabag that aren't going to play on Saturday mm-hmm. or Sunday mm-hmm. uh, without risking the unbeaten run, in my opinion. Right. I mean, what people I do like, like though, well, I think we've got it could be Lichtsteiner, Monreal, Elneny, and Kostjoni might have to come back and play in that back three. Yeah. But it's not a back three you think they're going to get rolled over. Lichtsteiner's not going to get knocked around and rolled over. He's going to be... I suppose it would be a good run out for that back three ahead of Southampton, yeah. wouldn't it? <coughs> yeah. You know, give them a dry run, if you like. Yeah. Because they'll probably be needed against Southampton. Yeah, Jenkinson might play. Yeah. True. Good um, old Jenkins. I'd have thought we'd see him again. In the so it'll be a mix right, and match. Yeah, mix yeah, and match. Right, yeah. Few yeah. news, few yeah. seconds. I got a call today from a friend. He said, I, I, "Do you want to come to Carabao? I've got a spare ticket." And I sort of, I had to double. I thought he was talking about some sort of pantomime. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so what I had to double take. We and used I thought, to take Carabag, the, What's Carabao? We so used to take the Mick out of Spurs mm. for playing Carabao. I know. Now we're we're <laughs> Thursday night. Boot is on the other. Well, foot. Thursday, the result goes wrong for them tonight. Yes. Joining us. By the time you're listening to this, we'll know whether or not oh, they are yeah. a potential Europa League and component. Liverpool. And yeah. it could be a very tasty, off tasty knockout phase. Not no, kicked off yet in the Europa League. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, let's go to some. Uh, Before we leave Urzel, though, do you think we should sell him in January if we could? And in if my so, opinion, what, yeah, what, I'm yeah, the host. I don't have an opinion. Yes, <laughs> you do. Ken. You are <laughs> Guna. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The editor of the Guna doesn't have an opinion. Him, if we did sell him, would you take the most minimal amount of money just to get him off the books? I believe what will happen is that Arsenal will uh, do a deal, probably a loan deal. I think that's the only way it'll work. Yeah. No one else is going to pay the money that he's reputedly worth. Arsenal will establish a loan deal whereby they will cover maybe 50, 40, 40 to 50% of his wages. Yeah. What, we're actually going to pay his wages to go and play sure. for Well, we've done, it, we've done it before with other players. It's not unusual. It's basically a way of at least compensating the fact that you're not going to use them. Right, if you, we're definitely not going to use well. Well, no, I don't think we can say that. But my own, my own view for what it's worth is what I'm seeing from Emery's teams, there isn't room for that kind of player. Mm. And so in the long term, I just think it's a waste of resources. Yeah, that's what I think. And it, it, it mystifies me because in January, Urza was given this deal. Now, by that time, they'd already got Sven Mislintat in and they were waiting for Raul Sanley to begin. He began on 1st of February. I'm assuming that by this time, Arsene, the decision-making about contracts was out of Arsene's hands. Someone made the decision, knowing that quite possibly Arsene wasn't going to be there at the end of the season, that Ozil was... Mm. And they gave him a three and a half year deal, and the only person I could think would have done that was Ivan Gazidis. Yeah, and I just think he's left us with a bit of a legacy. You couldn't there. afford to lose him and Sanchez. Well, it, financially, yes. Yeah, but the fans wouldn't have had that. The fans wouldn't have. The fans wouldn't have sucked up to losing yet, Sanchez. Yeah, you you ask them now, they can't wait to get rid of Ozil. No, but it, it was a little bit different last January. Mm. I think, that by and large, the fans were pretty happy that he signed that deal. Really? Yeah, they're not now, but they were then. Mm. I'd still like that. I, you know, 
the thing with Ozil is, when he's good, he's really good. Unfortunately, he just, he just has this tendency to disappear. disappear. Yeah, exactly and uh, and something that you know, he won't fought battle back. He won't. I remember you know, players like Ray Parler. They'd make mistakes, but they'd always battle back and try and make good. Well, Ozil won't do that. He's too much of a superstar. We battled brilliantly at Old Trafford, didn't we? Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Battled brilliantly up there. Do you, oh, God, do yeah. you feel that actually that was two points lost? Yes, definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I also reckon as well, if Holding hadn't been injured, mm. we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have drawn the game. I think he would have done better mm. with their equaliser. Right. Okay. At least we'd have had an extra how, body. How, how bad's holding is out for a while, isn't it? Nine months. Yeah. But because he was just coming good. Yeah. He was just looking really quite, you know, sort of starting to think, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. He never had one single injury yeah, all the time he's been in. Really? Yeah. They were a dirty, dirty bunch, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were they just trying good. to kick us off the Oh, no. Well, it was a fluke, wasn't it? He wasn't actually. Just bad. Yeah, yeah, but wait a minute. You had Fellaini pulling for No, no, but holding's injury. He got, did he get stuck in the turf? It was a 50-50 challenge and he's let his, his, um, his boot went down on the Astro turf. It was him taking it. Slid. Him yeah. Taking. yeah, but they're still yeah. a dirty bunch of max. <laughs> yeah, um, let's forget. They're dirty the conversation. of the fact that <laughs> we all, it was all accidental. They're a dirty bunch of max. He may have in that semi-final. I'll never forgive them for is that. Is that Chelsea fan who said they're dirty mank fuckers? Yeah. <laughs> but I was pretty, I, to, to be honest, I was having said it felt like a couple of points lost, I was still satisfied to carry on, you know, go, look, to go away to Old Trafford, a point each. We're the better team now, and you can see that, so that's good. Um, well, the last 20 nice minutes, brilliant. We, they were hanging on the last 20 minutes. Well, I mean, Aubameyang, oh, you, you watched that. We had that, two glorious through, jumps. Yeah. Well, he was clear yeah. through on goal, yeah. and he just, had to go, uh, he just had to go a little bit further wide, yeah. aim for the post rather yeah. than the keeper. Yeah. You know, and, and Mkhitaryan, the offside there, I mean, that was a nice, nice one. In fact, we yeah, put the ball in that net. No, he, he, there was one from the left where he just basically got something on it yeah. and it went a whisker wide, yeah. Yeah. as yeah. well as the offside. There was two offsides, weren't yeah. there? Um, anyway. And there was the little header get out of De Gea's hand. And it was also not given the That's goal. only allowed. I think if the ball was in the Gary end. Crosby's was given. Yeah, and they That's changed the Apparently yeah, they yeah. did they change the, the rule. rule. Yeah. Basically, yeah. basically if, the ball, if the ball's in the air and he's ready to he's kicked it, he's, the ball's in the air and he's going to kick it, then you can nick it off. But if it's in his hand. You can't do that. George Best did it against Gordon Maggots, didn't he? Yeah. And it's disallowed quite by Oh, well. Um, it wasn't like the, wasn't like the old uh, you know back in back in primary school days in the seventies with a with a brown ball, leather ball where, where we were allowed to do that sort of thing then. I remember it happened oh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> right, jumpers for goalposts now. Jumpers for goalposts. Um, Pete Mountford on Twitter, um, old friend Pete. Hello, Pete. As you are down the speed. Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. What sort of transfer business might we do in the January rin- window, if any? If so, what are the priorities? Um, so, I mean, the other aspect of this is financial. And Jonathan Houseman, a regular uh, asker of questions on Twitter, he says, Will the Cronkies give additional funding in January to push us into a financially lucrative top sp- four spot now they own 100% of the club? Or will the status quo continue? So there are two questions here. Number one, are the purse strings being tightened? What you've got to ask yourself is, how much money are we going to make if we get in the Champions League? So basically, speculate to accumulate. Yeah. Has that ever yeah. been the Cronky model? If we're going to make £40 million by being in the Champions League, 
And he, and he has to spend forty but million in January. He won't do it. Didn't we become a make do and mend club? Um, I don't know about that. What's make do and mend? What basically don't spend as much. So don't spend money if you can help it. Would, wouldn't yeah. maybe possibly be Ozil? <laughs> Peter Check tram, yeah. transfer window. Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. Ozil possibly be a, a bargaining tool there with someone? You know, a couple of players for Ozil or something. Might that, might that well, if, be if someone forward. would take his wages off, yeah. but they would get back to that. Discussion. Well, there might be a big club that thinks they could use him. Look, I mean, he's played what he's played with Real Madrid. He's played with Bayern Munich. No, he hasn't not played Bayern Munich. Sorry, who did he play? Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen, I think. But he's the sort of team that a big team might say, okay, I don't know a Barca or a you know PSG might think possibly that he's someone who might fit into their side. Could only be Galatasaray or a big Turkish club. I think. I don't think he's going to go. I think he's. You know, the way the intensity all these teams play with now, getting the ball back, that's what it's all about. But I think, for me, my boy has shown me all these, you know, speculative... Where, where'd you hear that, son? Daily Star online. Yeah, OK. Mm. I'd, loved, I'd love to not even join in this game with Emery, just thinking, who talked about uh, Torreira and Sampdoria? Nobody. Who talked about Guendouzi coming from the French mm. division? Well, if that's the scout. Well, I hope he's just going to pluck as a couple of guys from Bill Bauer reserves or mm. someone we yeah. never even thought about. Well, go who? And suddenly yeah. go, hang up, Bauer, where's he found? That's yeah. what I'm really hoping for, the new year. Somebody, nobody's guessed, nobody's speculated. It's like Petit all over again. We'd never heard yeah. of them, no. have we? You know, it's, it's like, I mean, Torreira's, I mean, he's got the same song, you know, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be very lucky if we turn up two gems like Torreira and Ganduzi again. Well, but why shouldn't we? I, I, I've got I faith. mean, that, that's the, the reason plays, that we got the point being, yeah. they do actually grow on a few trees, yeah. and it's who picks them up. Well, uh, well let's say we pick a few. Yeah. Well, we've obviously got yeah. a good scout there, haven't we? A good, or a good, good bot. Well, his it's reputation it's... and his track yeah. history are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. well, he seems to be doing all right with us. And I, I suppose what they'll do, look, there'll be meetings had, won't there? I mean, obviously, Emery's going to say, look, I require this, this, and this. What can you, you know, what's out there? And, and, the, you know, and then there'll be some meetings about what's available financially. And, so, yeah. so and what, are what are the priorities? What are the priorities? Well, losing holding, we seem to be. I mean, well, Koscielny's coming back. Well, yeah, but for how long? I mean, well, how, how old is he? This is, is the question. Is there, and also, you know, another injury, and he won't be there. You know what I mean? Actually, I mean, it's, actually if we play Koscielny, <coughs> Monreal, and um, Lickstein. Licksteiner on Sunday, yeah. that'll possibly be our oldest ever central defensive pairing. <laughs> or oh, trio. trio. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we want to be 30. Oh, well, they're all 33. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to give you now. 33, Adams, Bold and Keogh in 1997. And what's happened to Mavropanos as well? I was going to put He's had an spine. injury since the start of the season. Groin strain. Yeah. I mean, he, he, is, he is reputedly on the way back, but yeah. nowhere near playing. No. Who's the, anyone know the name of the kid who came on a sub in the last Europa away Zach game? Zach Medley, was it? Yeah, yeah, Medley. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he was good. Yeah. yeah. We he might was see good. him on Thursday. And then we had the other kid that played in the last home Europa League game, the 0 0 draw. Yes, he had a very difficult name, which I'm not yeah. even going to attempt because yeah, I can't Italian remember guy, it. Spanish guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he was quite good as well. They shortened it to something, yeah. uh, but anyway, him, yes. <laughs> so, Mavropanos, Medley, and the Spanish guy, uh, they, they, they could come through, you never know. But 
But I mean, the question was, who? Where, what are the where priorities? Do you need to strengthen. What I mean, are the yeah. priorities? Where is the goal? Well, how much do you make for the Champions League? Then? 100 million, 200 million, 300 million. No, well, let's just concentrate on getting into the top four. Yeah. So we're talking about the next six months. Yeah. In January. What do we need positionally to get in the top? Who's weak? What are the weak positions in the right. team? Well, also, it's a question of whether Ramsey goes. I think it's a done deal. I mean, the club are basically not going to give him what he wants. Which, I, although I've been one of his harshest critics, I'm suddenly I'm feeling you know, a lot of that well, might that's be become, under Wenger. But, you know. No, that 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 is. There's been a change of opinion about Ramsey. Uh based number one on him squaring up to Eric Dyer I think yeah. it was from the touchline in yeah. the North London derby and then coming on in the second half yeah. and playing a significant part yeah. in the comeback two or three assists I think wasn't it? so you know there's been a complete change because before that a lot of people were down on Ramsey and yeah. I think he found him at the end of the game to have a little word as well which was really? even better right. yeah. okay so you know it's interesting you've got Ozil who, in theory, is committed to the club yeah, for the next yeah. two and a half seasons. Ramsey, who's off in six months. And who are you getting more from in terms of passion and giving a damn? Ramsey, obviously, yeah. So, but do, we need, do we need a wide striker? Need, I think we need a wide player. Yeah, I think we need a wide player. We really do. If Ozil's not going to play, the Wobie's not good enough, Mkhitaryan's in and out, not yeah. brilliant. But when you say wide... You know, I've got the feeling that, that someone who's going to get to the byline. No, no, I think I think back. Emery is going to persist with three at the back. Yeah. So his wide players are actually his wing backs. Yeah. And he doesn't want an orthodox winger. No. How many orthodox wingers are there in the game today, apart from Wilfried Zaha? Well, that Nicolas Pepe is supposed to be an orthodox winger, the one from Lyon who we're apparently interested in. Really. And but so is City. Okay. Raheem Sterling's an out and out winger. Is he? Yeah, he plays down the middle a lot, but he's really a winger. Mm. And Sane goes down the left wing. No, yeah. well, they, the fullbacks are the width now, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Walker's the wide guy, and Sane, you know, they're playing like they, yeah, they change your own yeah. intelligent positions. But I think we're talking about that wider of the, of the front three, the guys who are probably going to do more of the tracking back. Uh, can't think of anyone. I mean, what's with this guy, Dembele? Doesn't sound like we need him to go for Barcelona. I think he's down he's been out, out of our price range. Yeah, yeah, he really is. He's playing for Barcelona now. Mm. Um, but he's, he's refused to train and really? turned up late for training. Oh, trying all kinds of tricks to get a move. I think. Oh, I see. Okay, fair enough. Um, so at the moment, we think maybe a wide attacker. A wide attacker, right? Any other areas? Um, I mean, let's talk about midfield. Yeah. Now, Granite Jacker, obviously suspended last game. Uh, but apart from that, he's been a first pick almost for yeah. Emery. I don't think we missed him all that much at Old Trafford, to be honest. Oh, was, oh that was the game we missed. Sorry, yeah. I didn't see the Huddersfield game. Yeah, I, I don't think confess. we missed him all that much at Old Trafford. He gave the ball away again in a very dangerous area on Saturday. Did he now? Yeah, one nil, yeah. one nil up, hanging on for dear life, just approaching injury time. Oh, he's on the right. He's wide. I right. think there are better players than Shaka. Wide right. In the world, he passes the ball. In that play well, when did we, when right did we give him a renewal? Was it actually in the summer? Yeah. We gave him a renewal in the, in the summer. So yeah. that's presumably yeah. Emery thought, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Emery obviously sees him differently than the yeah. fans. He's all right. 
I mean, it's the funny thing about Shaka is he, he will turn up and he'll have his moments and he'll score like a blinding goal from a yeah. free kick or he'll no, do this, that. I think you, the other, we, we're not looking at a Galactico, Galactico team here, aren't we? are not looking no. at 11 stars. No. We're looking yeah. at them players playing, these, you know, these players doing the graft. Yeah. And with Torreira coming alongside him, I think Jack has looked, looked excellent. You yeah. kind of, I understand, but we're talking about one time he nearly gave the ball away. We're not yeah. saying he's done this, that's his crime sheet, he nearly gave the ball away. Yeah. I personally feel that we could have done with him at Old Trafford. I think it would have been a different result. I think he's playing that well with Torreira as a pair. Yeah. Well, I think what's nice about the current team is we've returned to a quite kind of Victoria Concordia Crescent <laughs> Arsenal. Right, all for one and one for all, kind of. You know, whereas in the past we were I looking for, we were, no, because you know what? In a way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like no, there's no I in team. There's no one no, no. player here. This is really like it's like a George Graham team almost again. It feels like this really is eleven guys <coughs> pulling together to work for a result. And there's no stars. You what, know what I mean? So what, it, hence Ozil's disappearance. But yeah, and in a way, it doesn't matter if it's Shaq or it's whatever, because Emery's going to get the best and out of them. They're all going to fucking do I it. Why they're best? Because Ozil is the modern day. Charlie Nicholas, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yes, he's, 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 a, he's a bit, the George, yeah. the George Graham, but, but Charlie Nicholas. I think yeah. the formation is a lot more fluid. Than we give it. I couldn't believe when watching on TV again when uh, Torreira scored the fourth goal against Spurs. Say that again. When Torreira scored the fourth <laughs> goal against Spurs, what, was that the fourth goal? The fourth goal. Yeah, yeah. Was it the side of the net or the back of the net? Because it was it fucking was good. Oh, straight across. Sorry, straight across. After the third one as well, which was, which was also fantastic. What did you do at that moment? Just while Kev. we're on this point, <laughs> hugged Kev. You hugged Kev. I, I, I have to admit, I watched it on BT Sport on a laptop at home. You hugged the laptop. No, I just went fucking leaping around the room. Of course, but he was actually. Eric Dyer was left flailing on his ass. Torreira was the furthest forward <laughs> player of our team. He's meant to be the defensive midfielder. We're three two up with ten minutes to go. Yeah, we put on. We have in fairness. We put on Gwen Ducey at that point. Right, but Torreira so we've taken was, off one of the attacking players. But he's still the furthest forward. If Dyer had got his foot in, stopped that ball or whatever. If Loris had caught it, sent it down the pitch, and Torreira was up there, we'd be having a different conversation here. But yeah. it doesn't seem like it's. You know, three to up, shut up the shop. It's as if we're better going forward. We know that, mm. and that was just well. It was. It was just a wonderful moment. I think Torreira is also now because he started. He was very, very deep at first. He was like you know, and he even didn't pick him for a lot of games early on. And now he's just really coming into his own, and he's, he's sort of quite happy to go forward and have a go. Well, the, and, uh, understanding lovely. needs to develop when yeah. you bring in a new. Well, player. that is now. That's. Obviously, come, coming to pattern, so it's I, exciting. I think he looks like he wants to score. He hit the post against Bournemouth. He, he? he has he a lot of shots, shots yeah, and yeah, he smashed yeah. one over just before yeah. he scored. He no. really looks like okay. You've yeah. seen me do this. You've seen me do that. But yeah. if you want to see the goals again in training. I'm going to show you that. With Wenger, it was the other way around. It was the player would score a block. Van Mal- I remember Van Malen scoring this blinding goal like in his first game, and then that was it. He never shot again. No. It's hopefully now it's like the other way around, and we'll get a bit of. Who was that against, Pastor? Yeah, I'll test your knowledge. Who was that against? That Vermeulen. That Vermeulen goal. Uh, Do you know? Bournemouth? I think it was Bournemouth. I think it was Bournemouth. I think you're right. I didn't think they were right. Vermeulen was back for us. They weren't even... What was the Premier League? Someone beginning with B. Stoke? I thought it was Everton. Hey. Don't think it was ever. Well, was somebody can email in and tell us. It was early yeah, in the season, yeah. wasn't it? That September time. Yeah, and it just went. So this flying. is Marlin's first goal for us. Yeah, yeah. 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 maybe yeah. his last. Thirty-five well. yards, thunderbolt. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Southampton, possibly. <laughs> right, and anyway, a bit of yeah. self-indulgence here, yeah. and it's for your benefit, Mister <coughs> Mr. Spy, because yeah. an old mate of yours. Yeah, and it's because we've mentioned Torreira 
He scored with a very spectacular goal yeah. against Huddersfield. And he's emailed... This Terrell is Steve... Is Steve. Terrell, Terrell has emailed? No, no. Steve Roberts. Oh, right. From, from, from Javier. Yeah, yeah. Yes. A Hi, very Steve. close friend of yours. Hi, Steve. And he's emailed, bicycle kick, scissors kick, overhead kick. For me, it's a bicycle kick. Keep up the good work, lads, and have a great Christmas. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, well done, uh, anyway, uh, we're not going to debate whether or not it's a bicycle, scissors, or overhead and kick. We oh, just enjoy. I go scissors, Steve. Enjoy the goal. Cheers, bar in heaven. I'll call it an overhead kick. Actually. Which is <laughs> <a little better laughs> If you're ever in Javier and want to catch the Arsenal game, the bar to go to it's is Cheers Bar in the, in the port. Javier Port. Cheers Bar in the port. Oh, yeah. that one round the back. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, familiar territory. That's all Arsenal, Chelsea. There one. Um, we won, by the way. So let's let's good, good let's have a little. Um, actually, no. I'm going to do Peter Squire. He's tweeted. Let's get the final listeners' contribution out the way. One of the intriguing questions from the Arson era was whether some average players, for example, Xhaka and Mustafi, would improve under a new coach. Does the panel agree that we are actually seeing the Emery effect? And if so, which player do you think has improved most? Mustafi's improved a lot, hasn't he? Mustafi, has he? yeah, I think so. Well, well I, I don't know. I, I think, think it's been has. one of the three. He's yeah. got he's got the freedom to go go for it. When you only had one behind him mopping up, and if that was because Chelsea was a bit bit yeah. slow, yeah. that didn't look good. I think he's been I think he's been a big improvement, Mustafi. Yeah. I really do. And Zaka has improved. Despite what we're saying about Zaka, he's improved. He as has well. improved. He's definitely better than he was last season. <clears throat> well, he's, he's captain now as well. I'm gonna throw Bellerin into the mix. Yeah, oh Bellerin, God, yeah. Bellerin's been my bet noir for definitely years. Mine. And even he's definitely been better. We've all got to have to have someone to have a go at, haven't we? Yeah, Bellerin's I mean, let's been be honest. As somebody who's just fainted at the club, you couldn't believe it. I used to hear the dogs abuse that George Armstrong got going up down the week. <laughs> Seriously, you got people, you short ass Geordie Gitch. Yeah, going, honestly, it happened. It's happened. So, yeah, yeah. But Bellerin was mine, as you say. Yeah. I, whatever French. I blocked him on Twitter. I hated him so much. I blocked Bellerin on Twitter. I couldn't see his ponytail face on there anymore and, with his with his you know sitting no, in the sure sunsets and whatever was, he yeah, did there was no exchange which gave you a reason to block no no no. it was nothing, just his pure no, it was just his pure football just just right. or not football and I actually you know how I bump into Arsenal players in Hampstead High School yes and, and I, I walked past him Cafe Nero I thought oh it's better enough I'm not even going to fucking say hello to him because right. I actually I was so pissed off and this is like the beginning of this season but I'm starting to warm to I him I wonder again. if his form turned around when you blanked him <laughs> That's the thought, yeah. Just keep, oh no, that's the end of his. Uh, oh, his whole life fell apart. When well, he must start playing better. I've just been blanked by Mustafa Goldstein. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had no idea who I was at all, and why should he? Uh, but, but, but actually, he started. He started doing things like controlling the ball quite well and doing. He's still his crossing, his final pass is you know. It's the three at the back gives him. The, I mean, he used to start when we had a back four. Our fullbacks like that little awful league that, final against Man City. They started halfway up. In all fairness, even when we've got a back four under Emery, that is still happening. Mm. And the reason it's still happening is because they are operating under instructions. Yeah. Torreira's at home. Torreira sitting back in that back four. Right. That's what. That's the, the insurance that's given them that chance to go on. I say we're a long way from being finished product here, but yeah. I just get the feeling chatting here and I hope the people listening. It just seems like a really enjoyable season. Yeah. It seems like, 
And I'm not worried. I don't want to go to Southampton and get a 91st minute and go, hurrah, we've kept that unbeaten run going. I'd like, I'd like to see how we respond to a defeat. I hope we can start something up again. Because yeah. draws, draws, draws aren't much good for us. But I just get the feeling, I mean, I go back a long way. Mm. Boys, it's 72-73. Arsenal didn't win anything. They came second in the league. Lost in the cup semi-final because Spurs won the League Cup. We didn't even get into Europe, finishing second. But to me, it's still one of my favourite seasons. The football mm. we played. Mm. I've got a feeling we've got a season like that now, where we're playing, banging in goals, letting them in the back. The crowd team up for it, and it's it's not perfect. We know it's not perfect, but we're enjoying enjoying going over the Arsenal. Well, it's like Terry texted me the other day, and he goes, yeah. you know, and he goes. Yeah. He goes, oh, I've got my Arsenal back. Yeah, yeah, I know, you know, I know. That's what it feels like. And, it feels and, like we've got... And, and every, I think every single player's improved, and they're just improved as a team. And he is, obviously, he's a proper coach, Emery. He's coaching players. He's talking to them. He's finding their weak spots. He's, he's finding their, their defects, if you like, or shortcomings, and he's working on them. Well... Because they are getting better. He's Terry and Terry Nian actually came on Saturday to the Huddersfield game. Ian Crawford came up. Yes, well, that's, that's not the listeners well, don't give a One thing I was going to say from my position as a photographer, you know, media whore, Arsenal announcing 59,000 last season when there was clearly 42 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I go and photograph the red empty seats. It's yeah. a picture, do go look, the match is on, look at all those empty seats. I have to tell the story. Well, it's not a media whore, that's just reporting well, exactly. the truth. Isn't well, it? Yeah. 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 that's what others call me, but. The only shot I've taken this season at the Emirates of empty red seats was about five minutes from the end of the Tottenham section. That's the only space, the only place I've managed to capture. Are you going? Are you going on Thursday evening to the Carabag game? Somebody promised me. I thought I've never paid money to watch a game at the Emirates. I did pay at Highbury, but somebody was talking about getting a box for the Carabag game, and I thought that sounds perfect. The worst <laughs> game in living memory, potentially. <laughs> Well, just all I say is, is you, you may for... see a few empty seats. <laughs> well, yes, that's no, my, no. Christmas, my Christmas day out, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that game because it'd be a good opportunity to see the kids. We've already won the group, so the pressure's off. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think the reason yeah. people should go is actually to see yeah. what is in store. Yeah, for the I want to see a second night out. Yeah. Go up the Hope Cafe for a bit of Shepherd's Pie. Oh, it could be a good old night out. Sorry, the original question about the transfer... Is uh, Reese Nelson got the name right? Is he on a year long? Apparently right. doing very is well. Is he on a year long? Yeah. We can't get him back in no. January. Well, the, the other question is: Can <laughs> we get long, Callum yeah. Chambers back if we've got? Yeah. Yeah. We can't get him back. Apparently, we've already inquired. Right. Okay. That was in the papers. Well, that's today. interesting, though. Nelson coming on like that. You know, looking at. I wouldn't mind if we signed somebody. You're saying he's getting on a bit. I wouldn't mind just a stopgap for thinking Nelson come back in have a real good look in the summer. Mm. If we got a 30 odd year old player to come in and do a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Flamini still available? He will. <laughs> who's, the, who's, who's the Scandinavian? Who's the Swedish guy we got in? Oh, Kim Kallstrom. That's who we want to get back. Kallstrom, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Who ironically oh. played under <laughs> Unai Emery at wow. Spartak Moscow. That's it, wow. he did. Yeah. Um, in fact, he was about the only person Emery could communicate on the playing side. Was, was, we, I think we signed him from Spartak Moscow, didn't we? On loan. Yeah, so, so, so maybe Emery was his manager when we signed him. I think he'd been sacked by that time. Oh, yeah. oh. He was like August to yeah. November or something, yeah. so he'd gone. But I think Emery's got to, he's got to know a lot of players, like, you know, Seville and all, uh, PS. I mean, he's been around and he's obviously quite savvy with what, what's out there. Mm. So I mean I, I I have every faith in him now. You know I just feel like it just feels great what? to feel like you're one hundred percent behind yeah. the manager and behind the. Well, team. the other yeah. thing is yeah. obviously he has a coaching team. 
Yeah. And and Vengered. Well, this is it. The guy in the shorts. We obviously <laughs> most people have seen the transcript of the uh, Chesney Fabianski podcast in which they were discussing Jerry Payton. Mm-hmm. Am I am I yeah, striking I've seen a chord that. here? I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It suggested that there wasn't a great deal of quality coaching going on Absolutely. in the backroom team. Um I think they get mentioned everyone in there, don't they? I might I might make the case that that is a bit of a contrast to the current season. Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was a significant moment when basically all of Arsenal's cronies pretty oh, much well, went I, in I, one I, day. I was <laughs> buying some jeans in Enfield on Sunday and yeah. Paul Johnson was in the Oh, oh, oh tell us more. Now, now oh. not, not a bad bonus body, but he probably couldn't believe that he was actually out there confiding with Wenger on training sessions. This is when the media were letting the Champions League. We thought, who's... And people come from Juventus say sorry you know caption who's that guy there yeah. he looks like the number two to Wenger and that's really yeah Paul must have thought well I'm not going to say anything who would if you suddenly yeah. landed that job and you were out there with no. your tracksuit on putting yeah. the cones out the training I'd, have, I'd take that all day long you'd wing it as long as you could they all put the cones out didn't they Vic no but he wasn't winging out. it but oh, Arsenal was fully out. aware of his abilities <laughs> yes but he was obviously no threat to Arsenal Borrow so Prince stay as long cones out the question is: They all put the cones out. Arson, Arson states he's going to be working from the first of January, yeah. presumably in a managerial role. Yeah. Is he going to take back his old cronies? Good question. Good question. Can you imagine? Can you? He yeah. takes over at AC Milan. Yeah. It gets Neil Banfield, <laughs> Vic Akers. <laughs> is that where it's going? It's always going. Oh, it? it's just a paper job. Neil Banfield, Vic Akers. <laughs> I want my men with me. Can I bring my team? <laughs> and I must bring the Colts. <laughs> I have a Colts. But there must, there must be a time when it will kick in and we'll go, we'll think of Wenger and we won't think of the last five years. We'll think of 98. It'll take a while. That. It will. It'll it will. take a while. But there will be a day when we think of him as that. But now, just... You know, somebody pulling the curtain open and walking out of the changing room, and it's Paul Johnson. It's suddenly ah, it's suddenly Wenger's back in town. It was that. It was some reminder. Uh, did you and, have a conversation? Uh, no, I didn't. No, no. I saw him. I saw him recently. Not Arsenal get some tickets. I saw him. Right, Paul. You know, no, no guy hasn't got a bad bone in his body. He just got into it. You know, who who would give up that position? But um, there was that cronyism, and it was just it was wrong. And I say, I, I think Wenger should have gone after the Forest defeat in January. Yeah, I do. Then in February, he should have gone after the that appalling League Cup final defeat when everyone walked out and after an hour. That should have been it. Should have gone after the eight two at Old Trafford as well. Yeah, yeah. in twenty eleven. Well, yeah, there's argument for the yeah. uh, end of the two thousand eight oh nine season. But, yeah. uh, but we've got Emery now. So. We've got Unai. So we're looking forward, and we're looking forward to a League Cup quarter final against Spurs next oh, midweek. Which we won't. Oh, now, yeah. now, do well, we do we that. play the strongest team? No. Ooh. It's a quarter final against Definitely not. No, let's have it. What would you say, Bastard? I'd, I'd say, yeah, beat them. Just do what it takes to beat them. Put out the, the first 11. Uh, what have we got either side of it? Burnley at home after it. Burnley at home and Southampton away before. And then there's Liverpool at the end of the year as well, isn't there? Well, Actually, that's, that's 10, 10 days after. We've got to go to Brighton yeah. before that. Yeah. Uh, Brighton's mm. Boxing Day. You, got, uh, you, got you know what? In, M, in, in Emery, I trust. In Unai, I trust. <laughs> I think Spurs... I, I don't even worry about it at all. The thing about Spurs is they have got 
I mean, the, our problem is injuries, really. Mm. Um, but Spurs do have a, a relatively strong second string. Is it at their place? No, no, it's oh. at home. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, <laughs> exposed. <Yeah. laughs> um, it's only the league cup. Leave me alone. Yeah, exactly, it's only the league cup. Yeah. I think Spurs will play their second team, but they'll have everyone on the bench. They'll have all the names on the bench. We could do. So I, I think. I mean, when they announced the teams for the four-two, and I heard their bench, I thought, oh my god. You know, I didn't feel good about that. But mm-hmm. and we put our only two decent players on the bench there. Really, put them, chucked them on at half time. Mm-hmm. But I think it could be a good little game of. Uh, poker game that what will come out of the press conference is this is a massive I respect this competition I'm going for it he's playing his reserves then yeah whatever happens and well, it'd be the, interesting can I see your team sheet before you put it in no, 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 yeah. what you yeah. do is you see who gets off the coach so then at least you'll know who are the 18 right and then you'll think right okay and then you work it out from there as you say they have got a very good 18 it's like they played at Leicester Kane on the bench it's uh, hard to know what he'll do. They very rarely lose, you know, do they? Very rarely Spurs. lose Tottenham, yeah. And they never draw. Well, this is the interesting thing. I mean, you know, they've been playing at Wembley, in theory not their home ground. Yeah. They don't seem to be suffering too. They lost about four games in two seasons there. Now, when they move to a new stadium, OK, yeah. it might not be to February now, the way it's going, but, you know, in 2019 at some point... Is that actually going to be a disadvantage, given they've been nomadic for the yeah. last... Didn't they play Milton Keynes? Didn't they yeah, play Milton Keynes? And it's funny, they call us the Woolwich Wanderers. <laughs> and we've only ever had two stadiums. We've had about four in two years. The thing is, unfortunately, <laughs> this, is, this is without Fuck doubt... Fuck you, Woolwich Wanderers. This, this is without, the, the best, <clears throat> without doubt the best Tottenham side there's been since... Yeah black and white television yeah <laughs> so, yeah, it, so you know uh, and, and there we're, we're sort of they're head to head with us hang on I know yeah, like, I think so early you, 80s got to give them, early I, mean, 80s. I don't like giving them credit obviously but they are a decent squad early They've 80s Spurs squad. won things yeah yeah they had that Gascoigne and Hoddle and Waddle that was shit, 90s no, fucking no, mullet early heads 80s, <laughs> yeah. early 80s they won the things and Roberts, they came close know. in the league yeah they were better I remember when they were a bit better than us before once <laughs> yeah but they still you know didn't win anything though did they that was they funny because when they were better than us we went over yeah, there one, what, one box today White Hart Lane Raphael Meads got two we beat them 4-2 four two. Four two, yeah, I'd like to think this was a lot different this 4-2 it's like our 2-0 last year it was just a one-off and then we just fell apart in the new year I think this year we're a lot stronger but I think the Spurs delay is getting all those all those trophies up posted up around yeah. all the recent ones they, they kind of run out of paint yeah. Yeah. that's what my mate said he works over there yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's funny though just a quick thought on our front two if you like Lacazette and Aubameyang but strangely enough it's like when I see them I don't, I still, I'm still not feeling Ian Wright I'm still not feeling you know, we're like, not playing in right style no, football. No, we're not playing that sort of football. But I saw like Aubameyang against Manu, like he had a couple of chances. And look, they're both they're great, they're good, yeah. and they score, and they're you know top scorers and whatever, and they're all that. But I, I still somehow I think there's more to come out of them. Yeah. I think there's more there's more to be. Yeah, they, I, I think, think so, they no. they can still go up a gear. They're still not quite peaking. It's a bit um, worrying that he doesn't seem to fancy Lacazette as much as he does Aubameyang. I mean, I, I think they're similar players, both both brilliant players. I think they're quite different players. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lacazette gets the ump about not starting in the, in the not too distant well, future. Aubameyang's a bit more of an Henri, whereas Lacazette's a bit more of a Malcolm McDonald, I mean, in my yeah. kind of opinion. I mean, you know what I mean? He got a start on Saturday, didn't he? He was hauled off at half time. 
Well, I, I, don't I think, think uh, wrong. Emery is now playing a 14-man game regardless. He doesn't care about injuries. No. Unless he gets them before he's made his three subs. But I, I, I think that Lacazette will become a player who plays a lot of halves. Yeah. Either the first yeah. or the second. But is he going to put up with that? Well, I think as long as we're winning. Yeah. I think the whole squad will put up with it because the team is bigger than yeah. everyone's ego with the possible exception of our yeah. highest paid player yeah um, could possibly play one of those two against Spurs next week yeah. because they don't always start anyway do they? By, the way, I don't, by the way I don't know if anyone noticed there was that front page of the Sun thing the other day it's my is final that coming up final oh, right. point okay sorry just, that's, I just thought that picture of Lacazette like, out of his head yeah. in the nightclub was yeah. a bit worrying but anyway go on yeah. right okay well let's get on to the laughing gas episode seven Arsenal players at a private party was it seven was it it was seven Arsenal players of which only four definitely indulged in the laughing gas however bad that may or may not be what interests me about it, actually, is that there were 70 girls reputedly invited, and I wonder if there's any CCTV footage of what happened. Girls, the girls, 70 girls and laughing I, I, Sounds like a good night out. <laughs> yeah. But does it matter? Kev told me there would be that 70 girls and laughing gas here. There's yeah. the only reason I'm yeah, here. Come on, that's yeah, why yeah. we came. Yeah. 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 They went and saw it. Wayne's coming. <laughs> so, does it matter? We, 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 no, not girls. to me. The, you, know, you know what's going to happen. They've had this up their sleeve with papers. Yeah. They've obviously waited for Arsenal... They couldn't put it out straight after they thought they'd get humped over the Spurs and get it out there on the Monday. Oh, they beat them. Okay. They'd below Spurs in the league. They're probably thinking... This How is, long can we... Well, it's a bit like Corbyn waiting for Theresa May to lose the vote, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I so mean, I, in all fairness, I mean, you know, laughing gas, not illegal. You know, Right, well, that's it's one thing. Noise, it's six bottles of scotch, no. It's, it's, not, it's not particularly beneficial for one's health. But it was before the season started. Wasn't during the well, season, wasn't it? Yes. It was before the season started. Do we care? No, no, no. no if it's before the season and they're just having like one last kind of night out, then you know that's what. Because that, yeah. that great story where Ray Parler tells it, where Wenger said you've had a brilliant, you're brilliant, trained so well pre-season. Go and do what you want to do. Have a night out, yeah. And out they went, and uh, I think one of the French lads went along with them. They walked in a pub, five of them, usual John, thirty-five pints of lager. This guy said, "Who else came?" That's seven each. They put those seven down and went on. And they said, "We walked we walk past <laughs> the cafe where the French guys were, and they're all on their gitan with the coffees, black coffees." We're going, and they said, "We went out and won the double that season." So, yeah. bodes well. No, I mean, mm. for, you know, like, look, they're, but they're young men in their twenties, about to embark on a, a regime of none of that work, 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 yeah. physical work. So you, you, got, you know, have your party. You know what I mean? So they had a party. And the CC, I mean, whoever the club owner is, or whoever it was, well, the CCTV. What a tow rag! It can only be a disgruntled ex-employee. Well, what a because rack. the owner of the club isn't going to destroy his own business. A Tottenham fan, maybe. <laughs> it's supposed to be a private, a private club. No, but the point club, being, he, the, the owner, would want people like that to come back, yeah. or anyone to come back to it higher than private room. room so it can I only mean, have been a disgruntled well it might not have been disgruntled it might have just been opportunistic I don't care and I can get X grand off the sun front page listen front yeah, page yeah. of the sun what's they pay for that it's only yeah. a job yeah. but, but Ranieri came in and everyone said oh he's done wonders the season he won the league with Leicester he said no pizza none of this none of this none of this none of this and somebody put his arm around him and I think Robert Hood said that's not going to work here mm. it's not the way to do it huh? let them do what they want all right, forget all that, and they <laughs> went and won the league because they just yeah. had a happy squad. Yeah, you know, it's um, 
Yeah, what did happen to Man City that season? What, what on earth happened to Man City? Well, City Pellegrini was manager, and basically there comes a point where it doesn't matter how much you pay players. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get the returns every time. Amazing. And that's the hope under Guardiola. When you look at at this season where we're struggling to finish fourth and we're unbeaten in 21 games Mm. and we've got a huge points total compared to previous seasons. It's not actually that much more than last season. No, but we've had all those away wins and it's better. Yeah. And then you you look, you've got Man United eight points behind us, thank God. Mm. But Spurs and Chelsea winning every week, Liverpool winning every week, City winning every week. How on earth did they go a whole season where none of them ever won? Mm. Well, it was a chance for us, yeah. wasn't it? And well, it was think, it was Arsenal's worst crime. Was yeah. this Leicester? How yeah. many points did they win in my ten? Yeah, I think back to this the balloon, the laughing gas. I think you know, that the, the fact that, and I don't mind calling it a shit rag for some, right? It's got that on its front page, and it's trying to cause a whole kind of scandal and, 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 all that. and do you know what actually no one seems to give a shit I didn't oh. see it on TV news no, I didn't no. see it anywhere so it's like it's just they've wasted a front page there haven't yeah. they really I think everyone realises it's just juvenile yeah not, not what the players it, did listen what if, it was, did. if it was like three days before playing Tottenham but off season and yeah. you know what? Look, it's like I mean, it's like my band. It's like if somebody wants to go and do whatever they do, as long as they don't do it during rehearsal or during what you know, then that's fine. You know, they go and do what they do. But um, unless they did it, we lost those first two games, and then you come down on. Oh shit! That's a that. point. We did lose. We did lose those first two <laughs> <Yeah>. games. <laughs> I don't think that was anything to do with that though. I'm pretty well... sure that was more to do with. Tactics. We do give a shit. Sorry, we do give yeah. a shit. We've made us lose those two okay. games. I'm, I'm yeah. going to phone my NA sponsor. And against Chelsea, to be fair, we could have been six-two up at half-time, couldn't we? Yes, I don't think. I don't think the laughing gas was responsible. For I don't think it was. It won't be in and the Bamiyang ballooning sitters over the bar. Said the laughing no. Yeah. All right. On that note, we are going to finish for today's edition uh, with the usual plug for the raison d'etre of this here podcast. This season's third edition of the Guna is currently on sale and will remain so until the next one comes out for the home match against Burnley on the 22nd December. That will also include our traditional calendar. Issues can be bought online through our shop section of the website onlineguna.com where you can also subscribe. As usual, a reminder that you can contact us regarding anything to do with the podcast via Twitter at Guna Podcast and email gunapodcast at gmail.com many thanks to the questions and topics submitted for today not as many as normal but it is Christmas party season so uh, I guess people have got other things to do than be on Twitter with that it is goodbye from Mustafi Mustafi Mustafa oh, I'll be Mustafi I'll be Mustafi sorry yeah, good to Arben to Mustafi here, yeah. Freudian slip there because of your height <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be a centre back for the arse I'll do that goodbye from Steve can we tell the listeners what's in the calendar next year do we know uh, well the plan at the moment is the theme is looking forward right and it is looking at the players we can expect to see great things from in 2019 fantastic I wonder who suggested that that might have been you Steve yeah. <laughs> the Highbury Spire in the pub <laughs> where all the best ideas <laughs> seem to come from and finally it's farewell from Mark good night everybody with that we will be back with another podcast in January until then this is your host Kevin Witcher saying goodbye and thank you for listening and Merry Christmas and Merry a Merry Christmas, Christmas to all our Merry listeners Merry Christmas to all our listeners and on that note <laughs> he's always wanted to say that hasn't yeah, he yeah. <laughs> we'll go out in the normal fashion la di da di da la di da di di all good friends and jolly good company way. Hey.